From Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California. Here's Reverend Daya Adams. It's beautiful, very, very beautiful. And the lyrics, the words are so true. The, that ability to believe. In fact, that ability to perceive, to see and believe. My very first unity minister would almost every Sunday say, Something to the effect, that which you can conceive or that which you can perceive and believe you can achieve. If you can see it and if you can hold it in faith, you are creating it, manifesting it into your life. And so today what we're going to be talking about is that ability to see, that ability to perceive and then, of course, if that's followed with that belief, it becomes very, very powerful. But before we start, this is still 2019. 2018 got away from me. So I've been tracking 2019 all year. It's still 2019. And we've spent the year focusing on awakening to the truth of our oneness. Our Fall Reflections program supported that. The retreat that's coming up in a couple weeks will be experiential. You'll be talking with each other a little bit. There will be meditative experiences. We'll be practicing skills and we'll be talking about what works and what doesn't. But a meditation practice or that ability to go into the silence which is the language of the Fillmores, is the capacity to know our oneness. That's, they would talk about realizing truth in the silence and the realization the greatest truth is one power, one presence, and we are all one in that one power and one presence. So that's been the year that spiritual retreat is going to be one of the crowning finales, the spiritual finales of, of the year and of the fall reflection program. So today we're talking about what, through your eyes, through your eyes you see our world, you see yourself, you see other people, you see God. And it is through your eyes that that process of creation begins. What you see makes a big difference in what you experience. Um, I have a story from many years ago. I, I was looking for a house to buy in Florida. And this particular weekend, a good friend of mine was visiting from New York and my son was visiting from college. So the three of us were house hunting for the weekend. And we went to this one house, it was small, and we walked through the house and then there was a sliding glass door from the master bedroom that led into the yard and I fell in love. I mean, this yard had beautiful flowers, perennials, hibiscus, and then the little yard 
connected to a, a deck that was um, multi-level, and it was huge. In the middle of the, the deck, there was an oak tree, and there were benches around the oak tree, and you could sit on that bench and see the canal. There was a canal alongside the water and a little dock, and that, I thought this was going to be it. I was on fire with this house. And we're leaving, we got back in the car, and I'm talking enthusiastically, I'm there, did you see the benches on the deck, the, the benches that went around the tree, and how beautiful the tree was, and, and the bird of paradise, and the bougainvillea, and, and my friend and my son are looking at me, and they said, no, we didn't see that. And they said, you mean you would really consider this house with that kitchen? And I said, what kitchen? <laughs> they walked through the kitchen, saw the kitchen, and didn't see anything else. I didn't see the kitchen, <laughs> and I saw everything else. And it's like that, isn't it? How many people have experienced something like that, where you've seen one thing and the people around you see something else? Yeah. Yeah, so... This is important to be aware of and to become choiceful and intentional about that which we allow through our eyes. St. Francis, one of my favorite spiritual teachers from many hundreds of years ago, St. Francis of Assisi, he's known for another prayer, and that's, uh, Lord, make me a channel of your peace. Most people have heard that. However, there is a church in Assisi where St. Francis would go regularly to pray, and he would kneel along a railing, and there was an indentation, I don't know if it was from St. Francis or maybe all of his followers that chose to kneel in the same place, but in the kneeler there was an indentation. But on the railing there was a, a brass plate that had a, a prayer that he would pray, every day, and it was so beautiful. I wrote it down so I would never forget it, but then lost the notebook. That... <laughs> However, there was a line in the prayer that said, God, grant me right perception. And I, I got that, and it was so meaningful to me because I knew that if, I, if my perception was true, if it was right, if I saw truth, in what surrounded me my whole life would be different. My experience of that moment and each moment in which I had right perception, my life would change. And so even though I lost the rest of the prayer, this has stayed with me. And this is what his prayer meant. It was opening to seeing what is true, what is meaningful what is most important. So when we're thinking about right perception or that which we take in, that which we see, we, we can think of it as what I see through my eyes and the moments I'm able to see through your eyes and then those moments when I'm able to see through the eyes of God. I don't know 
who to attribute this quote to, but I really liked it. I found it on the internet. It says, life is only a reflection of what we allow ourselves to see. It's really, really true. I was in a minor car accident over the week, over this last week, and it really is minor. I, no one got hurt. My car is in the hospital, but it'll survive. Um, but I was on the freeway. I was heading back from Davis to Vacaville, and I was on a stretch of the freeway that's dark, that doesn't have the street lights up. And I never saw what it was that hit the car. Don suggested that maybe something flew off the truck that in the darkness wasn't visible. And then my, my car and whatever it was collided and then ran over it. But what I experienced in the moment was kind of a jolt and a very, very loud noise and then a hissing sound. So I thought that I had gotten uh, a blowout, uh, a flat tire. I had never experienced that before, so it sounded like that might be it. But there had been a lot, a lot of traffic. And in the moment that this happened, it was like the Red Sea parting, and there was this space where I could effortlessly make it over to the right shoulder across three lanes of traffic. And I pulled over, I was with a friend, and my dog was in the car, and we very wisely were too scared to step out of the car, because, you know, it's, all those cars were back there, and we called Highway Patrol and, and AAA, they brought, sent a truck, and everyone came very quickly, they were supportive, they were helpful, and I didn't have a blowout, and the best guess is I hit some debris that was falling off of something. I could be telling a story today of how awful that was. I could be telling a story about how people, if they're carrying things in their trucks, they should strap them down in a way they don't fly out. And the city or the county or the state, someone needs to put up street lights there. So, it, I mean, do you know that story? We've all spoken it. We've, we've all experienced it. We've all heard it. My biggest memory is how the Red Sea of cars parted to allow me to make it to the shoulder. My memory is of how kind and how helpful the tow truck driver and the highway patrolman were. I, I remember feeling grateful when we made it home safely with the car. They, they had to take wires and tie it together so it wouldn't fall apart. And the wheel well fell off and was dragging and that was the hissing sound but these two wonderful men pulled that off tied the rest of the car together so in at night i wouldn't where would i take it you know i so it just all worked out and i felt so well cared for did i get scared were there moments when i really didn't like being there yeah absolutely but it's a matter of what we choose to see and what we choose to hold as the images we carry. And it makes the biggest difference in our lives. Oprah Winfrey said, For me, a miracle is seeing the world 
with light in your eyes. It's knowing there's always hope and possibility where none seems to exist. While we were sitting alongside the road, I mean, both of us, my friend and I kept just saying, I'm so grateful that we made it over to the side of the road safely. And so that was, that was the hope and the possibility because from there, everything was going to get fixed. When I was working as a psychologist, a big part of my work was to sit with people who came to me and have this gentle curiosity of what the world, their world, looked like through their eyes. It's pretty easy to hear someone's story and to see it through my eyes and to understand it from my experience. But it's completely different to try to understand and really get what the world looks like through that person's eyes. And it's a very powerful healing experience, not just for the other person, but for the person who is seeing through the eyes of another. And there's research that backs that, that both people experience healing and transformation from that experience. If you've ever had that with another person where they were listening to you and paying attention in a way to see the world through your eyes, you know what I'm talking about. How many people have had that in their life where someone listened with a sincere desire to know what the world looked like through your eyes? So that takes us beyond just being aware through our own eyes. So this experience, and there's an experience of oneness that comes with that. I have a friend, a very, very good friend. She's oftentimes a spiritual mentor for me. And she told me a story of a time when she was a child. I don't remember how old she was, but she was sitting on a fence and there was a path that she could see. I don't know if it was a sidewalk or a country path. I, I forget those details. But she was watching a person down that path, down that road, walking toward her. And she was looking. And she started wondering, as a little girl, what the world looked like through that person's eyes. And she, re she had this curiosity, not... Not this nosiness, but just a gentle curiosity. And she had a mystical experience. All of a sudden, she could see the world through that person's eyes. She saw the trees. She saw the path. She saw the buildings through the person's eyes who was walking. And she was just amazed. She remembers it as one of these aha wonder moments. And then this person turned and looked at her. So she saw herself through the eyes of the person who was walking. And then the experience came to an end. She says that to this day, it really solidifies for her the truth of her oneness 
with all other people. Whether we have a mystical experience or if we gently are curious and, and see the person's world through their eyes, there is a sense of oneness that comes from that. Because we truly are one. We are one with God. We are expressions of God. We are children of God. Whatever wording makes sense to you. And through that, through God, we are one. And when we see through another's eyes, it helps us know that more deeply. These words are from a woman named Ariana. There was no last name, so I'm not sure who, but maybe you know. But I really loved the way she expressed what I'm trying to talk about. She wrote, come to me whole with your flaws, your scars, and everything you consider imperfect. Then let me show you what I see. I see galaxies in your eyes and fire in your hair. I see journeys in your palms and adventure waiting in your smile. I see what you cannot. You are absolutely, maddeningly, irrevocably perfect. And sometimes this is so true that we need to see ourselves through someone else's eyes to see our own beauty and our own truth. When I used to work with groups as a psychologist, people would easily see the beauty and the light in the people around them, but they would have a hard time seeing that in themselves. But as the group got to know each other, and when they heard from other group members that those group members could see the light and the beauty in them, people started seeing themselves through the eyes of their circle, of those in their circle. So sometimes in a community like this, we can begin to see our own beauty, our own strength, our own light through the eyes of the other community members or in our relationships with those we love, with our friends, our family, we can see the beauty that we are through the eyes of the people who see that so easily. So not only is seeing through someone's eyes a way of understanding that other person, knowing that other person more deeply and knowing our oneness, it is a way for us to know the truth of our being, the truth of the light that we shine. This is an, another quote. The man's name is Christopher Poindexter. I don't know who he is. However, he expressed it beautifully too. You are worth more than you will ever know. I love you in ways your crumbling heart could never fathom. Come to me in pieces and exist inside me whole. 
Sometimes we, we feel so broken. And in the, through the eyes of the love that someone else has for us, we come to know the truth of our wholeness. So seeing the power of our perception is not just what it, my seeing the backyard instead of the kitchen. It's the way we grow and transform and come to know our oneness when we see through each other's eyes. And of course, there's the potential or the experience of seeing through the eyes of God. I've told this story before, but it fits so well with this, and I, I think there may be people that haven't heard it. But I had an experience in Florida walking my dog at sunset. We were walking on the beach. And I have seen many, many, many sunsets on the beach because that's what I do. That's where I find God. And that particular sunset at that time was the most beautiful I had ever seen. And I was just so wrapped up. I was lost in that sunset. I was part of it. I was one with it. But in my mind, for about an hour before I got to the beach, and while I was on the beach, a piece of a song kept repeating, looping. If you've ever had that happen, you know how you can't make it stop. It just loops and loops. And the, it was a, a hymn that I had heard at church the previous Sunday at my Unity Church. And the words and the part of the song that were looping were, and I want to be a blessing in your eyes. And in this longing to be good enough to be a blessing in God's eyes, a longing to be, I don't know, enough of a light that through the eyes of God, I would be a blessing. I mean, just this deep longing and this, these lyrics are going through my head and I'm walking along, seeing the sunset, just overwhelmed. My dog could have cared less about the sunset, jerked me really quickly the other direction because there was some critter. And when I turned around, I saw this sunset reflected in the clouds and it was even more beautiful and I gasped. It was so pretty. And I heard not a still small voice, but a loud booming voice say, and I want to be a blessing in your eyes. And to me, it was the voice of God. And I knew in that instant that the longing that I felt was the same longing that was of God, that was God's longing, that there was no separation as much as I wanted to be a blessing in God's eyes. God wanted to be a blessing in my eyes, which meant to me that instead of trying to be good enough, my path was to open my eyes and to see the beauty and the wonder and the greatness of God in all things, to see the blessing that is God in everything. And God would do the same with me. God would see that which was beautiful in me, regardless of how I might be feeling about myself. 
It was such an experience of oneness with God. And those moments come and go, but the memory becomes a solid reminder of that which is true. So we can make that choice. You know, each day, you know, we might not have these mystical experiences, but each day I try to see at least one thing through the eyes of God. I try to see at least one thing through your eyes, through someone else's eyes. Meister Eckhart said, the eye through which I see God is the same eye through which God sees me. My eye and God's eye are one eye, one seeing, one knowing, one love. So if we make a conscious effort to see that which is a blessing, to see through the eyes of another, to see through the eyes of God each and every day, then what we see begins to transform our lives and we find joy and light and love in all that we see. So we could really talk about one more way of seeing, and that's through the eyes of love. You know, as we do these other practices, we find that we see more and more through the eyes of love. Oh, it's got shoved over a little bit. Hopefully you can see it on yours. You can. Okay. Paramahansa Yogananda wrote, let my soul smile through my heart and my heart smile through my eyes. When we see through the eyes of love, I believe that our eyes express that smile of our hearts. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. Our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. You can support our podcast by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org. Just